leadership production. Leadership production. Now, before we can deal with leadership production, we need to know what it is to be a leader. Now, a leader is someone who, are, who guides, someone who instructs, and someone who inspires not only themselves but others to go places that they normally wouldn't go within themselves and in life. A leader is someone who motivates people as well as themselves to be able to get others to aspire to dreams that they never would think that they would ever be able to accomplish. A leader is someone who can get inside the souls of other people and cause them to change and become that magnificent being that God would have them to be. When I speak of leadership tonight, I'm talking about from a kingdom aspect of God. So we're going to be talking about leadership reproduction. Knowing now what a leader is, someone who guides and someone who instructs and someone who inspires others as well as themselves to go beyond the course of everyday life and to enter into places where you never thought you'd be able to enter before. So I want to use tonight the best example in the book, a man named Jesus, as he walked the earth. And, 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 and I want to I want to lay out how Jesus dealt with this reproduction of leadership. The first thing that Jesus did was Jesus spent time observing potential leaders. He just didn't jump and grab, but he spent time observing potential leaders. Let's look at Matthew, the fourth chapter, 17 through 21. And let's see about this man, okay? Matthew, chapter 4, verse 17 through 21. And say amen to me, please. The Bible says, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, we know here that the kingdom of heaven, which he is preaching about, we know that that is the foundation of God's eternal power that God himself has extended to us. And what Jesus was doing is he was beginning to preach that foundational, uh, that, that, that foundation of God, eternal power. He began to preach that to get the people to understand who and what they were in God and who and what God was in them. So, verse 17 of Matthew 4 says, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at 
hand. And during this time that Jesus was preaching, Jesus knew that he wasn't going to be able to do this alone. So what did Jesus do? As he was preaching, Jesus was observing people in the places that he was going. Watch the word. Verse 18 says, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, what did he do? He saw. Did he see? Is that what your word says? He saw. He means he was observing. He just wasn't walking. He just wasn't walking by the Sea of Galilee. But this man was preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And while he was preaching it to the people, he was watching, observing. Because he had to teach some people, right? He knew what he had to do. Just like we here tonight, we know what we have to do. So, he said, first thing that he does is he saw two brethren, meaning this word brethren means collective particle. That means that they are part of one another. Now, what is he talking about here? Well, here's what's happening. He sees Simon called Peter, and we know that's the hearing of the word of God, because Peter means the rock, that's the word of God, and Simon means to hear. And hearing, so Simon Peter represents your hearing of the word of God. Now, Andrew represents man. It means man in its original text. So here you have two things here that's connected. You've got man. And you've got man's ability to hear the word of God. Connected particles, brethren. You see, they're in unity together, okay? Now, I'm speaking to you in a spiritual term, all right? They come together. Jesus is looking for people, for men, mankind, men. He is looking for men and women who are able to hear his word. Okay? If you're not willing to hear God's word, then God can't choose you to be a leader. Because what does a leader do? A leader guides, instructs, and inspires people to go beyond their comfort zone and take them to places that they've never been before. That's a leader's job. Okay? So, this is a very serious situation. Leadership. See, the, what's wrong with people today is people don't understand what it is to be a leader. That's why the nation is in the situation that it's in today. Because leaders don't understand that it ain't about you. But it's about God. And the problem is that Jesus is looking for people who are able to connect with him, to be guided by him, to be instructed by him, to be loyal to him. Because people is time out for being unloyal to God because what happens? You've got people hurting. You've got people losing their life. You've got people losing their mind. I get called this morning. Got a call. I won't call on that for two hours. Talking on the phone. 
Man, where across the country? Take time out to do what you have to do. To hear God speak to you so that you can speak to others and inspire them to be a greater person than what they ever thought that they could be. That's what leaders do. We talk about leadership reproduction now. So Jesus, he, he, he takes and as he's preaching, he's observing. And he's looking for somebody who's willing to hear God's word. He's looking for somebody to be guided by God's word and understand what it is that they're being involved with when it comes to leadership. In other words, God don't want us to take our leadership position haphazardly. Okay? Now, notice when I first started, I said that a leader has to be somebody that can inspire themselves, that can guide themselves through the Spirit of God, and motivate themselves because, you see, if they can't do it for themselves, then how are they going to do it for somebody else? Mm -hmm. You understand? Remember I told you that it flows down? So, every leader got somebody under them that they got to lead to a better place. Okay? Now, if you as an individual leader don't know how to get them there, then how can you be qualified as a leader? Okay? So if you're not willing to put into practice what God is trying to tell us, then it ain't going to work for you. And if it ain't working for you, then the blind lead the blind and they both fall in a ditch. Right? So now we see why the country jacked up like it is again. Because the blind lead the blind and everybody reckoned. Everybody reckoned. So leadership first starts with sin. Now watch this. Verse 18 says that when Jesus, he called Peter and Andrew. In other words, he's calling a man that's willing to hear his word. Okay? Are you with me on that? Because I'm telling you. I got to get into your spirit, into your soul. I got to get you to understand what this word is saying in the spirit realm. Because don't nothing else exist to God that he cares about. Because flesh and blood can't enter into the kingdom. See, we're wasting too much time on flesh and blood. And not enough on spirit. And, and, and that's why we, America is in it, and the world is in the condition that it's in today. See, what I'm trying to say, church, is Jesus was looking for some people that he could teach the Spirit of God to. <laughs> okay? He wasn't looking for some people that he could tell you about the economy and the world and all that. He, he wasn't interested in that. He wanted some people that could reproduce and make some more people like him. And what his job was to make more people in the likeness and the image of God. That's our job. That's what we're supposed to do. If we're leading somebody, then we need to be leading somebody on how to be more like God. Amen. And that's the only thing that we are supposed to be spending our time on is making people better in the Lord. Okay? We're talking about leadership reproduction here. Now, the Word of God says, look what Jesus does. He says, he sees them. 
And what were they doing? They were casting a net into the sea. Jesus was observing what they were doing. You see, when Jesus sees somebody, and he sees them hearing his instruction, he sees the potential in it. What Jesus sees is he sees people that are like that casting their net, which is their mind, into the realm of the spirit. That's the sea. Okay? Notice what he saw now. You got to follow me here. Because I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up spiritual leaders in here to lead others into the spirit. Okay? So, while God is watching us, and while I am watching you through the spirit of God, what I'm looking for is people who can catch this thing in the spirit realm. I want to see somebody who's willing to cast their net. They might not know how to do it, but see, I can see them trying to do it. Now I can teach them how to do it. Amen. See, that, see, 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 they didn't know how to do it, but they knew to try to do it. Now what I mean by that is that they knew how to catch physical fish. But that ain't what God was wanting. Jesus said, look, follow me. Because I'm going to show you how to be fishing of what? Man. Now what was man? Made in the image and the likeness of God. In other words, I'm going to take you to another place with this time. I'm going to get you out of fishing in the world and get you to start fishing in the spirit. So he says, in order for you to do that, some things are going to have to take place. First thing you got to, they did was, verse 20, is that, verse 19 he says, and he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And verse 20 says, and they straightway, he asked no questions. The Bible says, and straightway, they left their own nets, their nets, their own mindset. So you got to leave what you think about it. Mm -hmm. And get into what God is telling you about it. Okay? Because as long as you try to figure it out in your own mind, listen to me, it ain't going to work. When Jesus said, follow me, they didn't say, no, well, we here, and we fishing, and we looking for this thing, even though we ain't got it yet, but we didn't know that ain't what they said. The Bible said that they straightway, you know obedience is better than sacrifice. You know why we ain't nowhere in the church? Today as a whole, because don't nobody want to be obedient. Everybody wants to do it that way. And we all have seen what our way gives us now. Everybody in here done got had their head busted because of my way. If a man or a woman in here that says that they haven't had their head busted because of doing things my way, that way, 
Then they align the truth they have. Everything in it doesn't have their head split. What to the white meat as you call it? All the way. Why? Because when Jesus said, follow me, we didn't straightway do it. We bucked it. We still tried to do it our way. I'm talking about leadership production here. Now watch this. Right here, in this same verse here, you'll these verses, you'll also see that Jesus handpicked his disciples. He observed them while he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was watching. Well, I'm watching all of you. While I'm preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I'm handpicking those that's going to make this thing and those that's going to have to go through it again. Or they just drop out period and quit. You understand what I'm saying? I'm constantly watching. I'm constantly watching. While I'm preaching, I'm watching. <coughs> Every time. So, Jesus spent time observing potential leaders. He just didn't jump into it, but he spent time. The next thing that Jesus did is Jesus taught leadership along the way. Let me tell you something. Mass leadership conferences and stuff like that don't work. Never have, never will. You can't make leaders by sending them to a conference and think they're going to come back and be a leader. That ain't going to happen. Jesus gives us the actual way in the Bible on leadership reproduction. And that's what we did. Right? <coughs> the way Jesus did. I don't care nothing about this newfangled stuff. I'm talking about the way Jesus did it. Because, see, the Bible says in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Ain't nothing changed about this. This still is what it is. And if you practice it the way God's got it here, then it'll work. Amen. The Bible says, whosoever will, let him come. Now, Jesus taught leadership along the way. Look at Matthew 5, verse 1 and 2. We're going we're gonna to see how Jesus did it. We're going to see how Jesus did it. We're going to see how everybody else talking about it. Are we there? The word of the Lord says, And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain. That means he went to another place in the spirit world. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. Now notice. And he opened his mouth and taught who? Who then? He wasn't teaching the multitude. Either. I can't hear you. No. Well then they've been saying he was preaching the he preached the Beatitudes to all them people, the multitude. That ain't what the book says. See how they misconstrue the book? It's tight, it's tight, but it's right. He taught his disciples. That's what it says here, right? Amen. Didn't I say that one thing that yeah, another thing that Jesus did was he taught his disciples along the way? Huh? 
Right. He'd teach them in classrooms. He got out on the gridiron with them. And he taught them along the way. <coughs> That's why Mike and I, our hand is in on what we do. We don't ask nobody to do nothing that we won't do ourselves. So we got the right to ask them to do it. Because if they're going to be leaders, they got to be good followers first, right? And if we want to ask somebody else to get their hand dirty, then they need to see us getting ours dirty, and everybody will see what we do. So can't nobody complain. Can't nobody complain. Because ain't nobody, they ain't had nobody to do anything in here that they have done themselves, that we haven't done ourselves. So we're bona fide in what we ask, and we're bona fide in our leadership. Mm-hmm. If I ask somebody to talk about my Bible, I got the right to do that because y'all would say we told it. If I ask you to clean the floor, which I'm thankful to God for, for him and him, that I don't. But if I did have that, that, that y'all see me clean the floor. So you understand, I'm lead by example. Mm-hmm. You teach people along the way. Okay? It doesn't diminish who you are. You teach people along the way. Talk about leadership introduction. The third thing. Oh boy, now this is what folks get rallied up at right here. The third thing to leadership reproduction is Jesus, he challenged his disciples to lead beyond the, their comfort zone. Folks don't like that now. They're booking on you on that one. You messing with my comfort zone now. Oh no. I got to do this. I got to do that. But let's see what Jesus, what Jesus thought about the disciples' comfort zone. What's Jesus here? You know, Jesus puts up on you. In Matthew 10, and let's go to Matthew 10. In Matthew 10, the 10th chapter, Jesus, he 10, verse 5 through 10. Look what he does. Are we there? Amen. Now, here these people been following Jesus, right? Hmm. And they seen Jesus healed. They seen Jesus cast out demons. They seen Jesus preaching. They seen Jesus cleanse the leper. They seen him do all that, did They were right there with him, didn't they? But they hadn't done none of that, had they? They were just there observing, right? Then one day, Jesus calls them all together. And he puts a challenge on them. He said, now I'm going to send you out. And I want you to go. And watch how he sent them out. He just don't send them out. He did bad enough that he sent them out. And told them to go and heal the sick. And cast that devil. But they ain't never done that now. Now we're talking about how Jesus... Challenge you out your comfort zone. See, folks don't like to be challenged, you know. You, 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 you talk to leaders, they want to buck up. But see, Jesus challenged you. 
He just didn't want to hear no message about I can't. No, it wasn't no I can't. All things are possible with God. Jesus didn't go in for no, well, I can't do it. Oh, yeah, you, you, you can. Yes, you can. Why Jesus did? Why put Jesus send these pole cats out? He says in here, these twelve, Jesus sent forth. And he didn't ask them. My book says he commanded them. What's yours say? <laughs> Saying, go not into the way of Gentile, and into any city of the Samaritans in ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, this is what he, now he commanded them to do this. He said, preach, preach what? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. We got to speak the same thing. We got to preach the same thing. Okay? Did they change the message? The Bible says, let us all be of one mind. The disciples didn't go and preach something different from what Jesus. The Bible says that he commanded them to go and preach saying. Tell them what to say. Saying I ain't been saying. Watch this. He said, the kingdom of heaven is a hand. And then look what he tells them to do in verse 8. Boy, I'm so glad I would if just show you in the word and let the word just break your soul wide open. Look what he tells them to do. Now, they ain't never done none of this. They saw him do it. But now he challenges them. And he said, not only to preach the kingdom of heaven, but I want you to heal the sick. Wait a minute, Jesus. You ain't you sending me out here now, you know, to, you, you challenging me like that? Now, I ain't comfortable with this. Yeah, but you go. Huh? Ain't that? You see? Ain't it that? Ain't it in the book? Amen. He said, cleanse the lepers. Now, wait a minute, Jesus. Now, now hold up. Now, our religion, because they go to the Old Testament, our religion tell us, that we ain't supposed to touch no lesson. Well, he's telling them. He said, you're going against the grain. He said, no, you're going to cleanse the leper. They ain't never cleansed no leper. They've been running from them. They got a city outside where they keep them at. But all of a sudden, see, he's going against all. And y'all wonder why they killed Jesus. He went against the establishment completely. And then they say, now you raised the dead. Oh, no, nah, I know you crazy. And I'm Jesus. Now, they done saw him raise Lazarus, but now you, you crazy, Jesus. Now, you raised the dead. You're telling us to do that? We don't even know who we are. We can't even catch fish. Without you telling us to catch your net on the right side. Now, you're telling us to raise the dead? Then he got a nerve to holler about and cast the devils out too. <laughs> cast some of them. Yeah, we just keep on adding stuff on you. You ain't done nothing. You ain't done none of this. And you done already seen that old crazy man running around that tomb. And you, <laughs> and you talk about now, nah, go, go, now nah, you cast out some devils. I mean, come on, let's look at how Jesus challenged these folks. See, we're always having a pity party in church. See, folks, these days and times, that, that's why I don't like that old Joel Osteen mess. See, because that old stuff don't do nothing for us. 
It don't prepare you. Man, get with Jesus. Jesus said, look here, go preach it, heal the sick, cleanse the level, raise the dead, cast out devils, freely ye have received, and freely I want you to give. And then he goes on there and say, now, nah, why are you doing it? Don't take no gold with you. Hold it, man. Nor silver, nor brass in your purses. In other words, go naked. Nothing. Nor script for your journey. Mm, that's no provision. Yeah, no extra. See, 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 a lot of, a lot of us can't even miss a meal. It's not miss a meal that we go to hide. But now he's sending us out in pure warfare, raising dead folks, cleaning lepers, cleansing lepers, Casting out demons. I mean, healing the sick, just all kinds of stuff. Now you're going to let me be hungry too? Ain't that challenging? Y'all, come on. Ain't that challenging you? Come on, let's be real with you. And we sitting up here, we don't want to do nothing. We cry. We ain't got time to do But look what Jesus demanded. He didn't ask them, He commanded the Bible says that they do this. He didn't say, Will you do this for me? He my, my book says he commanded them. So we we we, we old jelly bags and call ourselves leaders. Old jelly bags. You know jellyfish, he float because he ain't got no back. <laughs> you yeah. know? God said, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I gotta get you some backbone. Oh, we ain't through yet. He said, now look here. He said, don't take no coke, but it's cool. He said, don't take two coke. He said, go barefoot. Mm. Jesus Christ. Nor yet stabs, don't take none of that either. For the workman is worthy of his meat. Mm. Mm. Ain't that challenging? Mm -hmm. Did Jesus just, did, didn't he just challenge us? Mm. Yeah. Did he? Now, Jesus would was right here today in the flesh. I'm talking about in the flesh, like he was 2000. He's here in the flesh in all of us, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And he told y'all to do that. Would you be willing to do it? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You're lying to two me. You wouldn't. You'd bust him. Some of you would leave the church. Most of you would. Because you know you turned the line, you would not do it. You would not go up against a demon, and you had never did it before, but you saw what that demon was running around in the rocks with it and cutting it and said, Oh no, Jesus, you crazy. I ain't going up against that. Raise the dead over there, that dead horse. Raise him. Man. I'm out here. That man done lost his life. Come on, let's be real now. Let's think about it before we say, before, before, before we go to heart about, yeah, I'll do it for you, Jesus. Because we've been untold a lot. We tell lies all the time to Jesus, don't we? But I ain't through with you yet. We're still talking about this challenge. Go over here to Matthew 14 if you think this is bad. Go here to Matthew 14 and watch it. See, see Jesus challenging these jokes. Over here on this Jesus feeds the 5,000. Here you got 5,000 men 
And I don't know whether women and children were there or not. But I suspect it was because there was a little boy there with some two fish and five loaves. So I suspect, don't you think? And some women and some children were there too. So we talked talk, talk about 20 or 25,000 people. Because back then, probably had about, them women had about four or five young hanging on. Huh? Didn't So you're talking about 25,000 folks, a mega church. Maybe, uh, I'm sorry to tell y'all, but Osteen and, 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 and uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Gates and all them, they didn't start the mega church. Jesus did. So listen, let's get that right. And here these people that Jesus been preaching to them now. I'm just want to dramatize. I want you to get a get a picture of this thing in your head, so that you can understand the challenge that God has put on a person's life. And he, and, and now it's getting in the evening time. It's getting late, and I'm poking hungry. The disciples talking about send him away. Send him send him to go get him something to eat. And Jesus said, No, you feed him. What? I'm talking about being challenged now. He said, now you feel it. I can hear him now. And you don't know what he is. I'm hearing him now. He prays you. You know what I'm saying? You know what Peter did. Yeah, I live with it. He got lost his mind. He's crazy. See, how do you know we ain't got nothing here? Ain't nothing here but a little boy with two feet and five loaves. He said, feed him, bring it here. Whoa. The bronze home, the break, the bless Better, they took up five, I mean, 12 extra baskets of fries. And everybody else. Now, do you think that Jesus challenged him when he said, Now you, you feel it? Y'all understand what it is to be challenged by the Lord? Do you understand that we got to stop being powder puffs in this? Do y'all understand why I preach like I preach on y'all? Because I'm challenging y'all to be the best that y'all can be. And it don't make me no difference about anybody in here tired of everything in here that's been hot with me. When I say everything, I'm talking about the roast bugs too. For that stuff killing that I prayed. Ain't nothing in here. Ain't nothing ever come to that door that ain't been hot with me. That's how I do it. I make you mad. Why? Because it gets you to move. Why do you think I do? I don't want you to be all right with me. I want you to be all right with God. Yeah. Amen. It's about whether you're all right with me. You, you, you can want to kill me. It don't matter. You'll get over it. It does not make no difference to me. It doesn't. I'm telling you it don't. You think that your preacher worried about how somebody feel about you? You better be worried about how God feel about you. That's what you better be doing. So what did Jesus do? He challenges them. He don't care whether they like it or not. He just do what he do. 
And see, they keep trusting him because they keep seeing him progress. Understand now? You see, these signs shall follow those that believe. See, things happen when you believe. And folks, one thing I know about folks, when folks start seeing things happening, they become a believer. Amen. Yeah, how about that? But if they don't see nothing happening in your life, now it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. They've got to see God working in your life. Mm -hmm. So the next thing that happened, y'all understand that he's going to challenge you, right? Everybody understand, right? Who don't understand they're going to be challenged? Raise your hand. Okay, everybody know that. Now watch this. Next thing Jesus does is, Jesus, if you, if you see what Jesus is doing here, he's getting them, getting them up the park. Next thing Jesus does here is Jesus gave his disciples a mission. He didn't give them a classroom test. He gave them a mission. Go to Matthew 28. Verse 19 and 20. Do you do that? This is the mission that God gave us. When you get there, somebody read it. Anybody? Just go on. Go ye therefore to and teach all nations. Go where? Go ye therefore. Go ye therefore? Keep reading. Come on, read it. I can't hear you. I can't hear that. Really not. Come on. Come on. If you don't talk, talk. Teach all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father. But, 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 but what did he say before that? That the elders say that he told us to do. Go to the In other words, get the move. Huh? See, anything that's on a mission is on the move, right? So, Matthew, he tells us to go ye therefore. That means get the movement. Go ye therefore, place them on a mission. To do what? Make disciples. Make disciples. Teach all nations. See, now he gives you the instructions in the mission. First he gives you the mission by telling you to go. Then he tells you where to go and what to do. The next thing that he does is Jesus treated leaders as individuals. He loved John. That was his most beloved. Because John represents grace. I can understand that. He confronted Peter, because Peter had a hard head. You know, he didn't hear too well. He spoke in hearing God's word. He'd always, his mouth ran in a lot of trouble. And Jesus had to confront him constantly. He talked too much. Peter, he got direct of the mouth. Peter, Peter, put your sword, man, put your sword up. You know, cut Malchus' ear off. 
But I got something to tell Malcolm before they kill me, so I got to put his ear back on where he can hear what I have to say. Okay? See, you can't hear if you ain't got an ear. Right? See, if you cut your ear off, or you let somebody else cut your ear off, it's true. If you cut your ear off, you know we can do that. Right? Mm-hmm. Or we can allow somebody else through the whisper and challenge to cut our ear off. Then we won't hear what God has to say for us, will we? Huh? So what does he do? He takes the ear, and we put that sword up, and he put that ear back up on Malchus' ear. Because he got something that he wants to land to him before he leaves here. He got a thing called salvation. And he needs to hear that. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about leadership. So, what did he do? He loves John, confronts Peter, and he challenges Thomas. In John 21, verse 20 and 22, he declares that each leader has his or her own way. What am I saying here? Well, when you look in that scripture, you'll see where Jesus Previous to that, he's talking to Peter and John, and he's telling John certain things that's going to happen to him, and he just tells Peter certain things that's going to happen to him. And Peter, instead of him worrying about what's going to happen to him in his job, he worried about what's going to happen to John. So he asked Peter, well, what about John? And Jesus said, ain't nothing you did. That's basically what he told him. See, it ain't none of your business what God is doing in somebody else's life. The thing is that you need to get down to God with what he's doing in your life. You need to make your election and your calling for sure. You know, because it's easy to criticize what you ain't doing. But all I got to do is look at myself and see what I'm not doing if I'm man enough to do it. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, it's easy to criticize somebody else. But what about yourself, Peter? Peter, it ain't none of your business. I got that. That ain't none of your business what I do with John. If he tells you I come back, that ain't none of your service, Peter. Do you love me? Yeah, Lord, I love you to feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yeah, Lord, you know I do. Then feed my lamb. Peter, do you love me? <sighs> you know I love you, Lord. Then feed my sheep. He said, feed my sheep, my grown, my mature people. Feed them twice. Feed my lambs. Well, in other words, put more effort in feeding my sheep. In other words, give more food to them. Bring the lambs up. But my sheep demand more. 
That's why you say that twice. Feel. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Make your election and your calling sure, okay? That's, is that what the word says? Didn't Jesus tell Peter, mind his business? We'll make sure now we're all on the same page. See, see, that's why I stay in that book right there. Because see, when that book, you get hot with me, see, you really get hot at man and God. See, it's because Jesus done told me, don't worry about it. They think they're rejecting you, but they really rejecting me. Ain't, did he say that? So don't be scared to preach the truth. You preach it, but you better make sure that it is the truth. But you preach it. You hear me? Because God don't see us. Now, we ought to be careful with this thing now. Got that blame nuclear bomb in our hand up here. We deal with folk lies here. But we have to be very careful with the fear of God. You know what? I can say this much, you will always be safe. This. This, I can't say that much. <coughs> I can say that much. Because I'm going to tell you, man would deceive us if we let it. We have to be very careful. We have to be very careful. I'm talking about leadership reproduction. Jesus never kicked the leader out. Even Judas, he left. When he left, he left on his own. I have never kicked anybody from this ministry. They left on their own. They got to the point where they just couldn't handle either the prosperity or God not allowing me to fall and stay down or it just wasn't up for the job. You know? So they stuck around as long as they could, hoping that, that God would take his hand on me and I failed. And they got tired of waiting. Amen. <laughs> They got time Because what they didn't know is that in my most miserable of time, I was still asking God to have mercy on me. He was teaching me what I had to go through. They didn't know. They were judging. You understand what I'm saying? They're going to do you like that too. They already did. But they're going to do it some more. So you might as well get geared up. But you ain't got to kick them out. The world will kick them out. <laughs> Your success will kick them out. They won't be able to stand it. All you got to do, the Bible says no weapon formed against you. Can't nobody do nothing to you. Nobody. You can't even do nothing to yourself. God will stop you. Make you look like a fool. He will. I'm going to say that again. Because every one of us, especially us men, been fools. God won't even let you mess yourself up. He'll stop you. He will. 
because he was getting the trap. Jesus spent three years developing how many? Twelve people. Three years. So much for mass production of leaders. <laughs> so much for that theory. Oh, we got our leadership conference over here. It's going to be three, four, fifty thousand or so. <laughs> so, that is the way it's done. It's done this way. Three years. 24-7, 365 days a year, he was with him. Boy, that's a whole lot of being with somebody. <laughs> there is no mass production in this thing called leadership reproduction. It takes time, okay? It takes time to be a leader. And you've got to be willing to come under the authority and be got correctly in this thing. You ain't gonna learn to be a leader in two days. You ain't gonna learn to be a leader in two years. And it ain't gonna happen. <coughs> it takes time, people. So if you're in a rush, you're in the wrong place. Amen. You don't need to be in leadership. Get out of that. Be a sheep. It's okay. But get out of leadership if you don't understand. You ain't gonna jump up and do this for you. You might think you know, but trust me. You don't know if you think you know. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me with what you You do not know what you think you know. You know what I know about? Because I've been where you are. And I thought I knew. And then God said one day, okay, it's time for you to go raise the dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one you need to raise is your own old dead self. Amen? Amen. Boy, that was a rough one. <laughs> Talk about a challenge. Yeah, I'm just being real. I'm just being honest. I'm being straight. Don't y'all want to preach it straight to you to tell you the truth? Or do you want somebody to pet you? Because I don't do no petting. Y'all know me well enough to know that. All of them do. I kick butt. Go to God. And then you still all right at if we ain't, I'll pull my gun out. I got it back there. <laughs> In case we win. Get crazy. Nah, I'm just joking. Y'all forget nothing. But regardless of what the situation is, though, I have to be honest. I have to be truthful. I got to give it to you like God gave it to me. And I'm going to really give it to you as what's written in that book. Now, have I not showed y'all any words? What leadership is? Reproduction. <laughs> Have you not seen? So I'm going to go over these points in a synopsis. 
Well, you'll understand. Then, if anybody got any questions or anything, then it's fine. First thing we got to learn to do is we got to learn to observe. We got to spend time observing potential leaders. After we hand pick them, we got to teach them along the way. As we teach them, we got to challenge them. Because ain't no need in teaching them if we don't let it challenge them, okay? So don't go holler, woe is me, when I challenge you. Because that's your classroom test when you are challenged. Otherwise, it ain't going to do no good. Ain't no good to walk with me if you ain't within yourself humble enough to allow me to challenge you. Because I'm going to challenge. I challenge them. I challenge myself. You know what I'm saying? Jesus challenged them beyond their comfort zone. He gave his disciples a mission. He treated leaders as individuals. Have no problem with them. I know every one of y'all temperance. I didn't say temper, I said temperance. Your nature. I know what a rub you and what won't. I know how to rub you, don't I? Yeah. I do that for a reason. To get you to move. See, a lot of times we stay in our comfort zone, we don't want to move. You can't make no leader like that. Treat leaders as individuals. They'll never kick a leader out. They'll do that to anything. And last but not least, you got to understand that it takes time to be a leader. And for anybody that is spot to be in this position right here, this is a serious one right here. All of them serious. But this is here, bush here, here, wide open. Many times ago. Bible says, don't many of you desire to be teaching, knowing that you have a stricter condemnation. That's what Daniel said. You got to be geared up for and because the calling is so great, it takes more time than it does to be deeper into something like that, okay? It takes time. We got ministers in training here. We got one. We got ministers, him. You've been in a long time. We got others. He, he, he's a minister. They don't know. They don't know. Michael Riker. You know. Jim, they know. They know. I want to thank everybody for coming out. We're going to do a question and answer. If anybody have anything that.